Yo, welcome back to the Return to Play podcast. This is episode two. I'm Steve Navarro, your host. We got Danny McQuillan and we got Sean this week. He ended up not being dead. His phone just died right as we were about to start recording. So let's start with you, Rashawn. Let's introduce you first. Um, yeah. Tell us, tell us who you are, a little bit about your credentials, where you worked at. Uh, all right. My name is Sean. Uh, worked at uh, Michigan State, Chicago Bears, Cleveland Browns. Uh, currently work at Youngtown State. Uh, certified athletic trainer. I am a nationally licensed EMT. I'm a nationally certified EMT and state certified EMT as well. Uh, got a corrective exercise specialist as well. And there you go. <laughs> and you're, you're still the men's basketball athletic trainer for Youngstown State? Yeah, yeah, I'm mainly in charge of men's basketball right now. Are you teaching anatomy yeah. and physiology? Yeah, I teach uh, pre-nursing anatomy and physiology. God help those kids. Yeah, I say that too when, I, when they start answering these questions. Canceled class today. You're off to a hot, hot summer well, session. Well, it was such a big storm. Like a tree hit a transformer and he's lost power. I'm like, I'm sitting there like, oh, well, shit, what are we going to do now? And my boss walks in, oh, I guess you can cancel it. I'm like, yeah, I, I thought about it too. <laughs> that's, that's fair. Yeah, and then, of course, we have, we have our boy Danny back again. How's the Hall of Fame game, sir? Yeah, it was a it was a good time. First, I just want to say, I'm also I'm a Youngstown State alum for PT school. Went there for grad school, so shout out to Youngstown, Ohio, uh, the armpit of Ohio. But it's a cool place. Check it out sometime. But yeah, Hall of Fame game was a good time. Good bucket list thing. Uh, ate some good food. Drank a lot of beer. I met Alan Fanica, which was cool. Uh, not Paula Malu, but I'll settle for Fanica. Took a cool selfie. Um, Steelers, you know, same shit, different year. Offense looked like balls, but the defense played pretty good. Uh, the quarter, the backup QB race, I don't know. I don't think anyone necessarily looked great. None of them looked horrible either, but the offense sucked no matter who was in there. But, yeah, it was, it was a good time. Yeah, that offensive line is going to be frightening, and not in a good way. Steel, we're recording this as the Steelers are playing the Eagles. I read today. Uh, every time the Steelers have played the Eagles in their second preseason game, we've made the playoffs. So lock it in, lock in over eight and a half wins. It's, it's even money. All right. We're going to talk NFL injury news and updates. We're going to talk the NFL COVID policy and what it means uh, sanction wise if you break the rules. We're also going to talk about the Michael Thomas saga and what's up with Carson Wentz and the his ankle. Why is he back so soon or claimed to be back so soon? So let's jump into it. We've got uh, Joe Burrow reporting, claiming in press conference uh, he didn't feel quite comfortable yet in the pocket. This was earlier in the week he said this. He doesn't feel... He felt rushed, uncomfortable, getting rushed. And, of course, you're putting torque on that knee every time you're throwing the football. 
We talked about this last week. Really uneasy about Joe Burrow back in camp already prematurely after what is recommended for an unhappy triad recovery. So I'm low on Joe Burrow. I'm not drafting him. I'm staying away from the the whole offense this year. I'd rather place my bet elsewhere. I, I might even bet against the Bengals week one if he's still not sharp yet and they're going to force him out there. That seems like I don't even know who they're playing, but that seems like a pick. We got Rashad Bateman reported today. He is getting surgery on that pool. They said it was a strained groin. If you're getting surgery on that groin, that means you probably have at least a grade two strain, which means those muscle fibers are ruptured to some degree. Partially torn groin. I had just got the stat that in Australian rules football, 32% reoccurrence of uh, straining a groin. So if he, this is good news for Rashad Bateman, I think, because if he would have let this go, he would have gotten, he would have had a 33% chance, one, three chance of uh, restraining that groin during the season, trying to push through it. Any thoughts? Rashad Bateman probably has what you call a sports hernia, which is an actual hernia, but he probably tore some of the muscle off the pubic, uh, pubic bone. It sucks, but uh, they treat you as a regular hernia. But it's a long, uh, it's a decently long recovery. I mean, I wouldn't. I, be- I, wouldn't. I believe they said um, four to six weeks, maybe up to eight. I would yeah. lean more toward. <sighs> you I could get back more. in four weeks if you really, if you really, really pushed it. Yeah, but, but I would go more towards six to eight, honestly. NFL season starts in. Three weeks, four weeks. Yeah. One, two, three, when four he, weeks he, from today is yeah. So when did he uh, get it done? When he get surgery done? He got it here today. He's get. He didn't even get it today. It was oh. just reported. And so he's oh, yeah, going to be wide tomorrow. Let me interject here. Let it be known. Return to play podcast is one for one. Joe Burrow does not feel ready. We talked about that last week. As far as Rashad Bateman. I'm never big on on rookie receivers anyway as far as fantasy value. For every for every Justin Jefferson you get, you have 10, you know, Laquan Treadwells or whatever whatever receiver the Eagles draft. So I was I mean I like Rashad Bateman. I'm a Big 10 guy regardless, but I wasn't big on him regardless. So we'll we'll see how it plays out. It's definitely a big knock to Baltimore though. I think I think it's too soon for him. As far as Joe Burrow, I wouldn't I probably wouldn't pick him until like week 4, give him an extra month or whatnot. I would have tanked again, like I said last week. You're not. I would have tanked again. You're not getting into the playoffs as the Bengals. I get he's your franchise guy and the leader of the team, but why? Why not rest that injury when it clearly calls for it, and you could just tank again and you know have him be up in the booth and see the game from the booth or whatever. I put a mic on him on the sideline and then get a, yeah, get a top uh, ten pick. Yeah, we're no, all on the no same point. page with that. It, I, I don't see it ending well, so... No, I, you know, not at all. It's gone. Like, honestly, I wouldn't even play him until, like, week four, week five, honestly. And then even that is coming. It's easy because you just never know. He's not... Adrian Peterson was a freak. He's an outlier. Like, you can't... You can't compare everybody to him. He just had uh, ACL. This was an unhappy triad. He has three yeah, I know, strikes. That's what I'm saying. 
Yeah. So you know what I'm we'll see how it goes. Will Lutz also groin surgery. Uh, kickers, that's going to take longer. So probably that maximum eight weeks for him, which puts him at about week four of the season. Uh, with kickers, there aren't, you know, redrafts is the only time you're really going to draft or play a kicker. So if you're in a redraft, he was usually a top three guy. Now I wouldn't touch him until the waiver wires halfway through the year, if ever. But I think this does change the game for the Saints, where if they can't find a reliable kicker, they're going to be going for two more often. I would take some red zone guys that you think are going to be in the end zone or take... um well, I, I hope they put out Jameis Winston, but it doesn't look like they are. I, I don't know what they're doing with anything in their organization. So let's just jump right into that Michael Thomas saga going on. So last year, last fall, he had a high ankle sprain, reportedly. The training staff, this is this is a bunch of different sides of the story coming together. The training staff basically told him he didn't need surgery right away to try to let's try and play through it. Let's try to rehab it while you're still playing. That obviously looked ugly. And then he got hurt more during that last bit of the season, I believe. And then in January of this year, he was told, I believe, by the Saints staff that he's going to now need surgery on those. Uh, he get, got a second opinion from another independent doctor. That doctor said, no, you don't need surgery. You're better off with just resting and rehabbing conservative treatment. Now, three months later, it was turned into spring. Oh, wait, that didn't work. Now I do need surgery. And now it's so late in the year. He's gotten two surgeries in late spring, early summer, and now he will miss at least four weeks of the NFL season, if not more. So, Rashawn, I'm going to ask you, where do you think that communication broke down? Who do you think it was the coaches, the owners, a collusion of sorts, or just a bad, bad medical advice from the training staff? Uh, I, I think it was good advice from the training staff. He should have got surgery after the season ended. Bad advice from that second opinion. And his agent, his agent clearly didn't have his best, uh, have his best interest at heart. Um, with the high ankle sprain, yeah, you can play through the season. It's probably painful, but honestly, like, right after the season, he should have got surgery, and he probably would have been in training camp right now had he got the surgery. Maybe, maybe missed it, like, a week or two of training camp, but if he had got surgery, like, as soon as the season ended, he would have been fine right now. I think the breakdown uh, happened between the second opinion and his agent. His agent and the training staff, they must not have had a good relationship. And he must, have, must not have uh, trusted the team doctors either or the training staff as well. So I don't understand like what he was thinking. What do you guys, what do you guys think? Danny, what do you think? I don't know. The whole, the whole situation is sketchy. Yeah, I mean, he... He he probably should have got surgery, but I'm sure I'm sure they were trying to rush back for, you know, we, uh, we had talked about this just before the show, but he probably wanted to rush back to, uh, you know, for the for Breeze's last run and try to contend for the Super Bowl, and I'm sure that kind of threw the whole. Yeah, I was talking about end of, the, end of the season. When you gonna got surgery? End of the season. Well, by the end of the season, absolutely. He oh, probably yeah. I mean, he probably should have. I mean, if you're thinking about his career, you know, he probably should have 
while wait, he initially got injured. Wow, wait, but, so, but, you know, so, yeah, I mean, once the Saints got eliminated, I mean, he didn't even play the end of the season, so, you know, he shut him, once they shut him down, yeah, I, I don't get the whole thing. Yeah, he wasn't playing to begin with, so I think, honestly, I think the breakdown was between that second opinion, his agent, and the training staff, and owners, because they play, play a part in it as well. I don't need to coach that too much saying it, but the ownership. If I was the owner, I'd be like, hey, this is an investment. I get the surgery now because I'm investing in you to play next season. I don't want you missing games. That makes sense to you guys? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's tough with the context of they all knew it was it was Drew Brees' last year. This was their last chance at getting Drew Brees a Super Bowl. So it's like, well, it's an injury. You're not going to make you could make it that injury worse, actually. Yeah, but, but you won't be as productive like with that injury, especially oh, as and a he, receiver. And he like, wasn't. He yeah, especially as a receiver, like your feet and your hands are your money makers. Like you won't be as productive. So if you weren't playing toward the end, like you should have just got the surgery right away and like for the prep for the future. You know what I mean? At that point. Yes. And lastly, with the Saints, Patrick Robinson retired their cornerback. I believe they are pretty depleted in the secondary. So I give, I put a bump on the NFC South receivers, especially the outside guys, and Mike Evans, Robbie Anderson. I already am high on those two themselves, but really I think NFC receivers get a little bump playing them twice a year. So that's all of our NFL injury news, unless anybody has any other injury news. I got nothing significant, but just touching on the Saints while we're here, if if uh, if, if it Jameis Winston is the guy, I'm I'm pretty big on. I mean, obviously Kamara's Kamara, but if Jameis Winston is the starter for the for the beginning of the season, I'm pretty big on the Saints offense, just because I mean as as uh, inconsistent as bad as he's been, I mean he's he's still a good fantasy quarterback. You know his last year in Tampa Bay he threw the thirty three picks, but he also threw five thousand yards and thirty some touchdowns. So he's like a dumb Brett Favre. He'll he'll go out there and sling it and put up numbers regardless. So you know those receivers and Kamara are are, are going to get their touches. Also reported today, James Conner put on the COVID nineteen list after being a close a close contact so i don't think he's really practiced with the team at all yet uh he was out with like an ankle thing the first week of camp he might have gotten a couple practices in but when you're going to a brand new offense and it's only your second offense in the nfl uh practice and camp is super important and now it looks like he's he's missing out on half a camp as of right now he's so uh, keep an eye on him. I think he will be productive in that offense, though, like a third down back, a goal line guy. So I would still think he has he has some good fantasy value. James Conner, big, big James Conner guy. You know that. But he already beat cancer. He beat COVID last year. Nothing's going to slow him down. I'm big on James Conner. He'll, he'll thrive in a split backfield. All right, so let's get into the COVID news. That's a great segue into our COVID news. I'm going to break down the highlights of the NFL COVID policy this year, what it's going to mean for the players and the money. So if you're vaccinated 
and you're asymptomatic, you just need two negative tests 24 hours apart. This is after you've been um, come up with a positive test. If you're vaccinated and asymptomatic, you, you're only out for two days. If, if that turns into a negative test, it looks like breakthrough cases are less than 1% right now in the country, which is great. If you are unvaccinated, you have to be isolated for 10 days, which includes a five-day quarantine period if they had close contact with an infected individual. Also, a cancellation, game cancellation due to a COVID outbreak. Uh, if, if the non-vaccinated players are on Team A, Team A has the outbreak, then Team A is going to get a loss for playoff seeding. Team B, their opponents would get a win for playoff seeding. And Team A would be considered to only have played 16 games for the draft and for waiver priority. Now... They also, Team A, the unvaccinated player team, would also have to pay for the opposing team's flights, meals, travel, anything that the team claims as a team cost. They're responsible for that. If any player is seen breaking a protocol on team property, they are fined $14,000 on the spot. That goes straight to the league. And if the... I think that's it. I think that's basically it. They're doing the same protocols as last year. If you're vaccinated, though, you don't have to have the mask on at all times. But things are kind of changing every day with that. The league, as of August 3rd, 90% of the league's players, including training camp players, have 90% have been vaccinated with at least one shot. And half of the team's clubs have over a 90% vaccination rate. Now, the Vikings have the lowest rate of unvaccinated players. They have 27 unvaccinated players as of August 3rd. Kirk Cousins is the most notable player that is unvaccinated. So let's say, I mean, it'd be... uh, It'd be real interesting if they're in the playoff hunt, which we assume they will be, and Kirk Cousins comes down with a case of COVID. Maybe some collusion going on. Maybe somebody slipped some COVID into Kirk Cousins' drink. I can't really accuse Bill Belichick because he's on the AFC side, but could never rule out Aaron Rodgers to be a sneaky snake like that. Mr. Nice Guy up front. Sneaking COVID in your drink behind your back. I do like Aaron Rodgers. Finally, to end all this COVID nonsense, the Saints just announced today, a couple hours ago, that you must prove your vaccination or have a negative test within the past 72 hours of entering the stadium to be granted access inside. So that's huge. I wonder how many other stadiums are going to do that. And now that stadiums are doing it, who else, what other businesses will start making you prove your vaccination? I think that that is a good thing. I think you should be vaccinated by now. I think if you're not vaccinated by now, you're a fucking piece of shit. Okay, okay. Producer Jimmy here. Uh, Believe it or not, Steve 
continues down a little rant where it gets worse than that. So to save his future careers, I'm going to edit that out and we'll pick up the conversation right here. And I don't even think that that's not even the argument anymore. It's just people are like, I have the right to not get vaccinated. Well, you know, other people don't have the choice to get vaccinated. There's people with poor immune systems that can't handle the vaccine. It's not proven or it's not studied for children under 12 yet. So nobody under 12 is allowed to get the vaccine. And I get that kids aren't getting deathly ill from Delta. But like I said before, viruses mutate and you're being a piece of shit by not getting vaccinated. It's you, you stop at a red light, don't you? Because you don't want to wreck into another car and get both people hurt and ruin your whole day. You, you, you know, don't steal from the, yeah, you put on a seatbelt because you know that it's going to save your life or at least make you a lot less injured. If you get in a car wreck, those are laws. You have to obey those laws, but you aren't bitching about those laws taking away your liberty. You just want a hill to die on because you're white and got nothing else to bitch about in life right now. There's no war going on, so you got to make it the war on COVID. Shut the fuck up. Get vaccinated. Then we don't have to. Nobody has to deal with the masks anymore. I don't have to wear the mask because I'm vaccinated. There's nothing. I'm not scared about getting a little COVID because it won't give me more than a mild cough. I will wear the mask because that's what we're supposed to do again. But we're wearing the mask to protect your dumb ass from dying or getting really sick, whatever, spreading this shit even more. Yeah, so I had my little Italian rant there. I'm not angry. I'm just Italian. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, let's uh, I'll let Steve cool down and come off his soapbox a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, COVID is here. It's it's gonna be around for a while, probably similar to the flu with with strains every year. I mean, especially for these NFL players that, you know, you should just get vaccinated, make your life easier and don't let down your team. But uh, like, what are you trying to prove by not getting vaccinated? What's your end game? I don't I don't want to get co I don't want to get the vaccine because they're going to follow me that way. They're already following you on your cell phone. And guess where you're posting about how bad the vaccine is? Facebook. They're some of the most evil bastards in America. So you're playing right into their shit if by not getting vaccinated. Like it just makes you have you have no reason not to get vaccinated. Anything you say as to why I haven't been vaccinated yet is bullshit. Yeah, I agree with that. Some other people say it's because they'll go sterile like that, but that mess has already been debunked, so you have no excuse. I think the biggest uh, concern is is just the lack of long-term study amongst most people. That's what that's what most uh, of the NFL players that are in opposition to it are, are citing, but... I think one of them was about to be FDA-approved. Was it? Is it Pfizer? One of them was supposed to be an FDA-approved. I'm not 100% sure which one, though. The last thing I'll say is we, we could have uh, really come together as a country because we got first access to the vaccine, and we could have been the leaders of the world once again and reclaimed our place as the noble people of the world and stick our nose above everybody else. 
but now now we we look like the clowns of the world you know and yeah i went on a rant mostly mostly for that was mostly for entertainment value but uh nothing i said is is untrue just the delivery was a little aggressive <laughs> well we're, well yeah we're gonna have to cut a little we're gonna, jimmy's gonna have some chopping to do <laughs> they were not lying i had quite a bit of chopping to do everybody uh, everybody venmo jim five bucks real quick yeah i owe jimmy a, a drink so back to uh back to football news yeah, Joe Flacco just threw a 79-yard touchdown pass against Pittsburgh. So I don't know who got cooked. I'm not watching the game, but I will be later. And I'm a uh, Joe Flacco. Come on, really? Fuck Joe Flacco uh, with his broken neck. Any uh, any gambling picks? Somebody went three and zero on UFC last episode. Yeah, let's get let's get back to the gambling. I'm I'm unbeatable here. You uh, Bundesliga starts tomorrow. You got any Bundesliga picks for us? I, I, I don't. Let me let me look up some games and let you know. Uh, yeah, I'm not a not a big club soccer guy to begin with. Watch a lot of international soccer, but I'm looking at the board right now. I'm gonna go Levers, Lev, Leverkusen versus Union Berlin. That's a draw. That's my draw of the week right there. Absolutely no, I don't n- know nothing about it. Draw of the week. It's draw. Take the draw. It also starts Saturday. It's, that's a Saturday, 9.30 a.m. game, so I got you guys plenty of time to put that draw in. I'm trying, I'm trying to find what other sports are even relevant right now. Not a whole lot going on other than soccer at the moment. I mean, there's always table tennis. Here we, I mean... If let's go, I'm gonna go Concacaf Champions League. Philadelphia Union, the only MLS team alive. Philadelphia Union, they're in the semis right now against uh, America, a Mexican uh, club. Philadelphia Union is a lock. I'll go Union too. Uh, you know what? I will take. What's the Saints Ravens spread? That's Saturday at seven PM. Baltimore's minus two and a half. All their wide receivers are hurt right now. Give me the under. They're gonna have to run the ball. That's thirty-five and a half as of today. I'll take the under in the Saints Ravens preseason game Saturday night. So if nobody else has anything left to say. I don't think we talked about. I don't think we talked about uh, consequences split. Yeah, you're absolutely uh, right. I didn't write it down in the show notes, and that's why I should have because <laughs> that is something we didn't. Thank you, Rashawn. Do you have anything to say about consequences? Why he had a? Yeah, and there's. I love the cricket you're hanging out with right now, Rashawn. <laughs> oh yeah, go screw both on yourself. <laughs> Nothing like recording a podcast outside next to a fucking cricket. <laughs> Carson Wentz was supposed to be out. Him and Quentin Nelson were both supposed to be out for five-ish weeks, five-plus weeks. And they are out of a walking boot right now after less than one week 
of surgery. So where they had said Carson Wentz had a displaced bone of the fifth metatarsal is what they originally said. I think that was a very much a white lie, and he just had a bone spur on that bone, which a bone you can explain to us, Rashawn, what a bone spur is and why you think he's out of a walking boot less than one week from being operated on. Yeah, so like bone spur is just uh, abnormality of the bone where you have like a, a extra calcification. As far as being on the boot, usually when you get a bone spur, you just they go in and shave it down, but he's still out of a walking boot in less than a week. Like that, that's a little, that's a little early in my honest opinion. So I'm pretty sure if he is walking around without a boot, like it's pretty uncomfortable. Um, you said he had a dislocated fifth metatarsal. No, it said displaced bone of the fifth metatarsal is how oh, it was worded. Oh, oh. yeah, he may, maybe he had like a, not quite a bone spur, but maybe he had like a a loose body. We call it a loose body. So like a piece of bone like chipped off. Maybe he had a spur and it chipped off and they just cleaned it up. Yeah, yeah, that that's what I that meant would, to say. That would, well, that would make more sense uh, with him being on a walking boot if it was that. But if it was actually a displaced bone, like. No way you'll be able to walk a boot in a week. And it'll take about six to eight weeks. Like, no no way it'll take like less than, less than five, five weeks. Correct. So the reoccurrence of a bone spur, I've heard, is pretty common in the NFL. And once you have one, it's a pretty nagging injury. And if they were to have to operate on them, they would probably have to clean that up in their bye week. Uh, Danny, do you have? Do you, what do you think his chances are of getting another bone spur, or what do you what do you think his chances are of playing all seventeen games this year? It's tough to say based on you know I you know you don't know the re- information that they've provided is actually accurate. If he's if he's out of the boot already, um, it probably isn't as serious as they as they led it to believe. Um, Regardless whether the bone spur or not, Carson Wentz's track record of playing a full season isn't in his favor. So I'd say highly unlikely anyways, but even more so with this with this foot injury. Week 14, Colts bye week. So if he does have a problem stir up, that's actually kind of the perfect time to take care of it. And then, you know, you'd hope they're in a situation for their sake that he could then take the last two or three games like load or whatever and and be able to make a playoff run. I, the Colts are a really good team outside of him not staying healthy. So I believe it's going to really rely on him staying healthy for the Colts to have a, a chance of sniffing the playoff. I think if Wentz is 80% for the majority of the season, I still like the Colts. Yes. I mean, they were, they were, they were a good team with a you know an aging rivers a healthy Wentz I'd say is probably a little bit better gives you more uh, versatility than Rivers would offer you but again that's that's a healthy Wentz yeah week 14 that's a long time to be in pain and is it is is his back foot the foot he plants off or the throw off of or is it the front foot and that's the that's the question <laughs> see what I mean it's more more detailed than it goes in a lot more detail than you think well, e- either way, that um, 
the front foot I think would be worse because you have to follow through with it. The front but the back foot is the one you have to generate the force with. Front foot is the one. Sorry, go ahead, Sean. I oh no, my bad. My bad. You good? No, the back foot is the one you generate all the force with. The front foot is just your follow through foot. So like, this is the back foot. Like I don't expect them to make any crazy throws, any forceful throws, or any any throws in the coverage. If you do, it might get picked. It's, that's a lot of that's a long time being in pain. Our producer Jimmy says it's the front foot, his left foot. It's the front foot. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I mean, so I I'd say that's more. Yeah, I'm 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 less concerned about Wentz now. If he's already, it's probably not as serious as they let it to be. It's his front foot. I'm less worried about it. You know, his, if he if he can still drive off that back foot and make the throws that he needs, we'll see. I do want to uh, interject here and change the subject slightly. The trade is now official. Joe Schobert going to Pittsburgh. We'll see what we gave up, but uh, looks like we got Vince Williams' replacement. That trade is official, boys. Well, Steelers, I mean, who's scoring more than 28 points on the Steelers this year? Oh, defense is lights out. The question is, can we move the ball on anybody? <laughs> well, we got Najee Harris. What do you mean? Yeah, yeah. I don't care if we have the freaking ghost of Barry Sanders behind that O-line. We'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, our O-line is a mess. Um, I don't have anything else. My, I think Pat Fryermouth, Fryermuth is an excellent third wide receiver pick in your best ball drafts with that 18th pick. I think, you know, he's not going in any drafts. His ADP is 216. Tight end. Yes, tight end. He's a receiver. There you oh, go. My, yeah. my bad, my bad. <laughs> I, well, Jimmy type, did you have a stroke? No, I had a double <laughs> shot right before we started recording. Um, yeah, so Pat Fryermouth, Fryermuth. Fryermuth. Hey, Fry- I'm big on Fryermuth too, but man, yeah. <laughs> Steve's, Steve's feeling it by now. Yeah, so take him in the 18th round. You can punt on tight end this year unless you're – Noah Fant is my way to get Noah Fant in. There's another name. These damn names. These vowels are killing me, man. Noah in, I don't know, the seventh, eighth round is your, your number one tight end. I'm going to be the, the tight end guru here, and you, you want to punt on tight end, wait to get Noah in like the seventh or eighth. So I think that's it for this week's Return to Play podcast. We'll catch you next Friday to wrap, to to talk about the entire week one preseason. We're going to keep tweeting. Follow us on Twitter at... I really don't know how these guys would do it without me. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. All at Return to Play Pod. Yeah, so follow us there. We're going to start... We're going to start churning out more tweets and posts as now that the season's finally underway. Stay healthy, America.